obviously the most challenging thing always when you exec a project uh, with, you know, and uh, this is absolutely no offense to either of you guys, but with two independent artists, you know, that, mm-hmm. that um, aren't like signed to a major label, you guys aren't yeah. spending millions of dollars on marketing, you know, For sure. um, it, it's, it's, that's probably the biggest challenge and it's going to be the biggest challenge for every single artist out there in the same spot. <laughs> Radium Podcast episode 87. We got a really special one actually today. We got two different people from two different lands afar in different areas. I got Miami in the house with LJ Smooth. What's up, bro? What's up, man? How's it going? Good, good, man. It's so good to have you here, dude. It's a pleasure to be here finally, man. Yeah, and we finally get to talk about this really dope remix that, uh, that Will just dropped. Uh, and we got Will in the house up in Woo-hoo! Studio City. What's up? We always give applause to Will for some reason. It's just part <laughs> of the game. <laughs> yeah, Will made it! Yeah. <laughs> he made On it through time. the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's episode 87. We want to do something special here and talk about uh, the remix that we just dropped. This has kind of been a collaboration between all of us. Uh, LJ, of course, being the guy that wrote the melodies and top line and, and uh, lyrics and everything. And uh, I produced the track, uh, mixed mastered the original, and then uh, was like, hey, Will, dude, you're Brazilian. You can do cool stuff with drums, right? You got big old butts in Brazil. <laughs> you know, you know how to play some bongos, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you do all that stuff, right? Whistling and lots of colors and stuff. Yeah. So he 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 jumped on it. He was like, "Hell yeah, I'm down," and uh, did the remix. So uh, the feeling is out. The remix by Will. Um, what is it? Will Music, right? Yeah, it's W O L Will. It's basically my name without the I. Which is, you know, it's easy, easy it's to will. remember, easy to say, like some will, something like that. It's a will. <laughs> will. You just basically make a vowel sound. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to tell people that it's will, but without the I. So, you know, it's my ego. It's outside the uh, equation. You know, I like that. I like that. It's just, it's just something I created like <laughs> on, so on the fly. It wasn't, it wasn't thought through at all. Yeah. <laughs> It's Will without the I, man. It's, it's about you. It's about world peace. No, it's really about dissolved. booty shaking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I wanted to get in. Uh, I just want to ask a couple questions because I think um, I think this is kind of a cool collaboration being that, you know, we're all just kind of from completely different backgrounds and upbringings. Yeah. And I think that's maybe the, the coolest part about uh, how all this stuff came together. Um, LJ... We got you out in Miami, but um, you're from uh, Virgin Islands originally? Yeah, man. Born and raised in the Virgin Islands. So I was born in St. Thomas, which is actually um, the U.S. Virgin Islands. So it's American territory. And I was raised in Tortola, which is the British Virgin Islands, which is British territory. So, yeah, um, born and raised there. I only came in the, to the States probably like about nine years ago so. Oh wow! Real island. So boy. you you came right into Miami, straight to Miami. Fell in love, never left. Okay, mm-hmm. so you were you were basically running some cocaine in. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. <laughs> he goes, yeah, you know the drug game. You know, it's just real easy on this peninsula oh, here. God. 
<laughs> that's hey man i've seen that i seen all the the documentaries, the documentaries. And stuff on the 80s yeah it's it's man. a big thing man the the island trafficking and all that stuff is it's crazy just yeah, wild right it's wild so okay so you got like this background uh where your rhythms are are super you know uh unique i'd say mm-hmm. and then we got the we got the brazilian rhythms in there you know and then we got the uh the white guy <laughs> the white guy from Portland, Oregon. Micro brews and hipster town, you know? <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like it's such a it's such a interesting collaboration and and uh maybe like not so interesting anymore because the internet is so pervasive in our lives. Yeah. It's like everybody's connected to everybody now. Yeah. You got like Japanese ska coming out. No, I don't really know if that's really coming. Out. <laughs> Hopefully, that no, never makes no, it. No, it's and also it's so hard to find like pure rhythms, like pure genres these days. Like, oh yeah, I Facts. make punk rock. Like yeah. from the <laughs> dude, I, are you serious? Like, you don't use any synths, any yeah. you know, any I don't know something else. <laughs> yeah. It's like pure jazz, like unadulterated so rock and roll. Yeah, it's so hard to find, you know, even even the most conservative musicians out there, they they experimenting all the time uh, yeah. across genres. Yeah, I love that. I think it's really cool. Like the technology has definitely been able to, you know, it's it's finally catching up with uh, people's ideas. But um, but yeah, man, how did this song really like come together, LJ? Because like the feeling and like, you know, what were you out to do with this song? Like originally? Yeah, I mean, so I wrote this last year. Um, so I was working on a project, um, just working on different songs so I could have like a few singles to put out in 2020, you know, try to make the most of the quarantine and all that stuff. Um, but initially I had like four songs. Um, and then I felt like something was missing, something like upbeat, because I did a lot of um, R&B. I did some Caribbean stuff, but... I always right. wanted to venture into like the pop, kind of fuse pop and R&B, you know, because I love that type of that music, The Weeknd, Michael Jackson, Bruno Mars, that type of yeah. stuff. So I was like, you know, trying to think of what I could do. And, um, um, and yeah, I, I came across um, a pop song and I was like, maybe this is what I should do, you know, try to do something right. like that. So I started looking around, trying to, you know, thinking about different things, thinking about my different experiences. Because that's what I like to do. I like to write about, you know, my different life experiences that, that, that happened to me personally. So I just started thinking about a night out with, with one of my friends, me and her. When we go out, we always have a good time, you know. We're drinking, partying, whatever. Maybe if we take an edible, you know, who knows, right? right. <laughs> it's a good time. So, so, right. so the hook came to my head. I'm so high, I just might touch the ceiling. And, that's you know, right. I just went with that. I just kind of built around that kind of trying to capture that that experience like you're out having a great time nothing else matters you're just floating in in and it's a vibe it's pretty much how we yeah. came about i love that man like i i spent you know some time in costa rica and in central america like almost a year and uh back when i lived there i was you know turning 21 in costa rica and 
the that's kind of the vibe you know it's like yeah it's like nothing really matters and you're just going out to these beach bars every night exactly. and you're dancing yeah it's such a feeling you know like yeah. that's why yeah. i like i like the the tagline being you know the feeling I, I thought that was really cool but yeah uh definitely when i got it i was like hell yeah let's let's funk it up you know like let's make it more funk you know more like pop funk kind mm-hmm. of vibe to it and um and then once we finished that up it was like all right uh who someone's got to do a remix of this right yep like it just it almost like made sense like i was like okay i almost feel like it was a remix first almost mm. <laughs> you know like <laughs> it just seems like that kind of track like yeah oh that's the remix and then oh where's the original you know oh that was from 1976 <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean no, completely. I know, yeah the, i know what you're saying yeah yeah so but uh but yeah and then you know i don't really want to be like a host here and like you know be interviewing you guys because when you picked this up and you were like yo uh brad just gave me all the stems this thing and it's like this pop funk thing like what what made you want to do what you did with it like pitch all the vocals down and and go like i think i think the very first thing is the day you show me the track Mm -hmm. when you played it back the first time i think it was like a rough draft I was already thinking, <laughs> what to do? Isn't that crazy? Like, you didn't offer me the, the track at all, but right. I was thinking, oh, <laughs> if I could do a remix, I would totally do this and that. Because it's funny, because, um, you know, as producers, we always try to, to hack our own process. I try to do that every single time, every single new track. I try to hack my own process so I can come with something new. I just get so tired of, you know, starting with the drums and starting with this yeah. and that. So when I hear something that is has a lot of potential to push me to new boundaries, I mm-hmm. it gets me excited and gets me thinking about my process again, about, oh, I, maybe I can try this and that. And uh, in combination with the things I'm listening at that time, it, it just made, it was just so, you know, flawless. I mean, it was so smooth. I mean, not. <laughs> no puns intended. It was <laughs> Not pun intended, <laughs> not intended. But it's it really like smooth, like seriously. Um, I remember like the day you gave me the stems, I probably spent four to six hours straight and it's really hard for me like to keep attention to throughout those like that amount of hours and yeah. I had probably 80% of you listen done. Right. I, I would say like just, you know, some effects at the ends and 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 uh, bridges and all that I, I, I did in the very last time. Mm. Um, and of course, we would talk about some some stuff that could be redone. Yeah, man, I think the decisions were were based on my willingness to bring more colors mm-hmm. because, as as you said, it, it looked like a, a track from the seventies and eighties, you know. And right. then, and I just needed to bring like something more punchy, more clubby, something yeah. that I could listen in the club. But um, the decision to uh, pitch down the vocals was actually an experiment. And I love it. So I did the whole track on the original pitch, mm-hmm. and then I started messing around with the, the the pitch shift, and on LJ's vocals, right. and it was was getting good. But what I did in the very last hand as well, I pitch everything. So the track, mm. if I bypass on the the mix bus, there's a, a shift pitch pitch there. Nice. And if I bypass, is the whole track like on the original <laughs> original key. Which is right. crazy. And then, I don't know, I just like the vibe, you know. It, it sounds less harsh on my right. ears. 
and for a club too you know i think it makes the bass more more um blended like with the rest of the instrumental yeah. you know mm. yeah that's what i liked about it a lot yeah. like when as i was mixing it is like just try to make everything so you can turn it up really loud mm -hmm. you know like if you turn up and that's like something you know obviously this is the radium podcast i gotta talk about the 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 music business and talk about the yeah. uh you know the art of the music and everything yeah uh, and like just going deeper into it it's like for sure one thing that i i highly recommend to anybody making anything that's going to play at the club is like watch that that you know one to 5k area you know like those frequencies that are so harsh that people don't really think about it and like modern music you hear people throwing around this term like the vocals are so crispy i want everything crispy and it's like <laughs> no you don't i promise you you don't because yeah. when you finally take that to the club when you're at that club and they're blasting it <laughs> and you're drinking and your ears are bleeding <laughs> you're gonna be like dude i don't know why i hate this song and it irritates me so much yeah but i cannot stand this song and yeah. people are gonna hate you and your music because of it <laughs> and i know that sounds so dramatic but dude there, but i can't uh... i can count so many times i was at the club in la and when i first came to la uh it was like the heyday of clubbing in la like it was like the coolest time ever to be out in la there were all these cool new clubs going on and it was just fun right and it was lots of loud music and drake's new records dropping and club records and every time something came on that had like brittle high end or mid-range I would just get everyone would kind of get irritated you know yeah. like you're like yelling hey Hey, yeah. you, know, you know, and like people are like, dude, get the, turn the music oh down. Oh my god, no! So totally that's a really right. important aspect of this track, and the and the remix was, you know, really trying to make sure that everything sounded really low end, heavy, and and watery, and you know, you could just more feel it than uh, than like you know, everything's poking out and hitting you in the face, you know. And and something else too, um, I considered. I would start a track with the intention, where I'm going, right? The, yeah. um, what I want to transmit with the track. So I can do the, the chord progressions and all that. But the very first thing I thought of is, oh man, I want to be more sensual, more sexy, you know? Mm, because yeah. it, it, even in the, in the music video, like LJ has a fun approach, but there's a twist at the end that it's more sexual, mm -hmm. sensual, you yeah. know, involving, that I yeah. want to bring that up. And even if you saw the, if you saw the colors, the palette of the music video and the colors of the remix they're they relate 100 percent. that's where i get the, the palette from so um is trying to bring that second part a little yeah no makes sense front, yeah. totally it's like bring out the bring out the uh after everybody's had too much to drink exactly exactly you know they picked <laughs> your girl or boy down. you know you're yeah. just investing <laughs> <laughs> finally locking in <laughs> now it's funny it's funny how many of these things like uh you know you have to think about as you're shooting a video you know the the color schemes and i'm sure like um lj i'm sure who whoever shot the video and stuff you know they were thinking about that too they're like bright colors you know it's daylight kind of vibes mm -hmm. in the house we're spinning the thing and we're having fun yep. and we're still sober and then like dark colors and everything kind of gets more yeah you know. show that progression from like you said yes. the drink to the you know what I'm saying? yeah the drinks start happening <laughs> and then you know like 
Exactly. Lights go down. The blues start coming up. Exactly. Did they yep. shoot on your apartment, LJ? Yeah, in we shot apartment? this right here, actually. Um, yeah, in, awesome. in, this, in this apartment. Yeah. That's it's, tight. It's so tight, dude. It's so nice. Yeah, it's nice to be able to do that. You yeah. know, a lot of people can't just like shoot in their apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks super good, right? Yeah, and it still look cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Jay, why do you what do you think you um what is your favorite part either in the original the the thing that makes you like, "Oh man, I really like this." So and, I like and also in the remix, what do you think is your favorite parts? I think it's songs? the same for for me for both parts. Um it's because in the original part, in the original draft that I had, and maybe and, and Brad could tell you this, I kind of did it, you know, kind of as a draft, you know, trying to see like what he thought and stuff like that. And he was giving me some pointers in, in terms of ad libs and, you know, changing certain things up. But the, my mm-hmm. favorite part is the second um, hook, um, just before the just before the second hook, so the pre-chorus. Um, going into the second chorus where I kind of went up an octave and, and, and kind of ramp mm-hmm. it up to give you that feel. I really like that part because, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's mellow in the beginning and cool and you're vibing and all that stuff. But then when you get there, it kind of takes it up a notch. And then I really like that. You feel it. So that's my favorite part of, of the record. On the remix yeah, I really, and, and I really the like the high, uh, the high harmonies you put on there, the mm-hmm. high double stacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the. I'm so high. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that show's tight. I always like that kind of stuff, though. Like, I feel like if you're producing uh, anything that has a lot of energy, like mid tempo to up tempo stuff, it has to have like a lift in the chorus. And uh, a lot of people miss that with vocal production is like, you know, you got to stack the high one, you know, yeah. even if you're not a female, you can't really hit it. Like yeah. you got to fake it. You got to auto tune the crap out Something, of it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Something. You got to make sure that that like comes up comes in, up. in uh, not just level, but pitch and exactly. everything else, you know, so so that the energy comes back up. Yeah. Uh, Brad, about about you, uh, I just wanted to ask you this question a long time. Like how was to not only mix, master and produce the track? But um, to exact, you know, like exact produce the track, like you're thinking about not only the musical aspect, but the markability of the song and what is, you know, behind everything. And yeah, what is what was nice for you and what was challenging for you? Yeah. So obviously the most challenging thing always when you exec a project uh, with, you know, and uh, this is absolutely no offense to either of you guys, but with two independent artists, you know, that, mm-hmm. that um, aren't like signed to a major label, you guys aren't yeah. spending millions of dollars on marketing, you know, For sure. um, it, it's, it's, that's probably the biggest challenge and it's going to be the biggest challenge for every single artist out there in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're a producer, artist, beat maker, you know, composer, whatever, if you don't have six figures a year to spend on marketing, a lot of people just don't know who you are yeah but, and and it, yeah. and it's going to take years and years and years to even get mm-hmm. any sort of recognition right right so i i think like that's the hard part is that you get into a position where you're like the music has to be undeniable now right mm-hmm. and um you're not going to reach 10 million people 100 million people but you can reach a million people right with like a good, you know, thousand dollar ad spend, fifteen hundred bucks, you know, and you can uh, you can approach the marketing right, the branding right. So, 
I think overall the feeling for me was like, okay, this is really cool because LJ's got his own twist on something that's kind of, um, you know, kind of like a, 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 a nostalgic kind of sound dance, um, funk disco pop kind of thing. And he's putting his own little twist on it because of who he is in his style. You know, he comes from mm-hmm. Afro beats and, and, uh, you know, he's got Island music going on and R and B and stuff. So this is kind of like, yeah. you know, putting him on top already kind of sounds cool and different. It's more yeah. unique. And then you take like that idea, like we, you know, you get all the branding, right. You get all the colors, right. You get the, the visuals, right. Because that's what people are going to connect to with yeah. the music. Right. So that was all LJ. Like, I'm so glad that you actually took initiative with this one, LJ, and like really, you know, shot a good video, got good coloring, made it fun, you know, but still had like that sexy vibe to it. Uh, Like you took on a lot of that. Um, But then it's like any song, it doesn't matter like who, you know, makes it or whatever. It's like if nobody knows you, you're still going to be drowning in, in, you know, the fact that coronavirus is the number one thing being searched and, <laughs> and president Trump and, and impeachment and all this other bullshit. Yeah. You're competing X. against everything, not just who just released a record this Friday. Yeah. yeah it's like right. it, people think so small in the music industry. And it's something I, I repeatedly beat on because it's, mm-hmm. it's such an epidemic. It's like, Oh man, if we could just make a thousand dollars off this song, it's like, dude, you guys think so small. <laughs> you know, music is forever. A song is like an asset that can grow and grow and grow. It can feed many families. Yeah. And it's happened with many songs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, songs have like changed people's lives. It's it's built careers. It's built hundreds of careers. Yeah. Right? From A and R's to labels, blown up labels to managers to to other artists that get signed because of that artist got big off the song, etc. So to me, I just I always think about that 360. I'm like, okay, so how do you keep giving the song new life? Yeah. Yeah. Remix. Mm-hmm. Right? So okay, if you can remix it, then you can give it a whole new life. Can you remix it again? Can you do, uh, you know, a concert? Can you do a giveaway? Can you do a a new thing around it? Can you sync license it into a commercial that fits mm-hmm. it perfectly, gives it another life? Can you yeah. sync license it into a movie and give it a new life? Can you put an, another artist on it and do a remix with a featured rap first or something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because listen, like the thing that every artist, I don't care if you're independent or you're signed to a label or a publishing deal, every artist gets wrong is that they think people are actually paying attention to them. <laughs> Nobody's so paying true. attention, you know? You have to yeah. treat you have to treat every single song and every piece of content and every post that you put out like nobody's seen it. Nobody's ever seen it and they're never going to see it. You know, you're in a flood. Like you're basically like throwing, you're throwing like sand pebbles into the ocean Mm. and you're like, dude, I already threw that sand pebble out there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Nobody saw it, you know? Yeah. People have like why you think Coca-Cola, McDonald's, they're still advertised to these day. Oh yeah. Could you imagine? Oh yeah. We already spent our marketing (laughs) budget on that. Everybody knows Coke, right? So, (laughs) and and it's also like, 
<laughs> it's that idea as well like you got coke you got cherry coke right you have vanilla yeah. coke you yeah. then put coke in mcdonald's and you got it on the tap you got commercials that tie in with co co uh advertising with mcdonald's or wendy's or whatever right it's like coca-cola yeah. sponsoring super bowls coca-cola here coca-cola there right yep yeah. and if you start to think like an actual company and not like the music industry because the exactly. music industry is just baby thinking if you start thinking like that, you then you might have a shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like you're just gonna shot. get you're gonna yeah, get a exactly. shot at it. And then it, now you gotta be consistent for years and consistently create that high quality product and figure out a million ways to market it over a year, two years, three years. Not not oh I rolled it out, I made some posts on my thing <laughs> and then I'm gonna drop another one. Like if <laughs> you have to continually push that thing that you believe in. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of like the idea around the whole thing as far as like, you know, and executively producing like a project. It mean it has so many different meanings nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. But uh the music business itself is it's just literally an entrepreneurial ocean of no rules. There's nothing telling anyone to do anything. There's no guidelines. So you just figure it out, make it up and get creative about everything, right? Yeah. And if you can't be creative about your marketing, your business, but you can be creative with your music, you'll fail. If you can be creative with your marketing, but not your music, you'll fail. You have to be creative with everything, right? Yeah. It It takes a 360 degree, I'm a creative. I make everything is art to me. It's fun. It's creative. I want to have fun with it. And I want to try new things and bend rules and, and break stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's real. Um, and, um, what it's next for you, LJ, what are you, what are you working on right now? What are your plans for 2021? You have anything lined up? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm constantly writing. Um, I'm working, going to be working with Brad again, try to make this magic happen again. Um, I already got some, (laughs) some some beats that I'm, I'm writing stuff too, but I kind of want to focus on more of this type of music, right? More of that kind of pop fused with R&B um, and also Afro beats, man. I'm working on some stuff there. So. Yeah, man, I love your Afro beats stuff. Yeah, so Afro beats, a lot of people like the, the two songs that receive a lot of um, uh, the most attention, I would say, is this song, The Feeling, and one of my other songs called TikTok. And I really like, yeah, those, I like two, that track. those you know, two genres, Afro beats and pop. So I'm working on stuff like that, more stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be bringing out some stuff this year, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. So awesome, man. Just in a creative process. And what about, process. You? What about you, Will? Oh, man. Um, so many projects. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with Will, with my project, electronic project, I have nine more songs coming in this year. Thank God. All nice. Mix and Master by Radium. That's what's and, up. Yeah, exactly. That's my my new goal too. Creating content every day, you know, trying to uh, to help artists, to help people like me, people like us that are trying not only to make a living of music, but trying to transform things through music. I think that's the most mm-hmm. important thing, and that's what drive drive me to create this project in first place. You know, is to create. Um, is to touch people, to inspire, and to move people. That's why I have this electronic project, and we'll see where we go. Yeah, yeah man. That's. Nice. I mean, honestly, 
everybody's got to go, you know, just run up this track, run up the original, the feeling. Um, it's all over the place, right? It's available everywhere. Uh, the feeling will remix the original, the feeling LJ smooth, go follow these guys. Uh, you guys want to drop your IG handles? Yeah. So go with WLL underscore music on Instagram and everywhere or willmusic.com. Pretty easy. Yeah, nice. and for me, it's LJ underscore Smooth Music, IG, Twitter, all that stuff, man. Check nice. it out. So make sure and go follow these guys. They got a lot more music coming. I know that. So appreciate about, everyone tuning in. What about the radio yours? podcast. What yeah, yours? what you got working on, Brad? What you got? What you got coming yeah, yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> he says, hold on, hold up. Hold I, I, I'm working on a bunch of stuff, but I gotta be I gotta be careful which ones I talk about. Mm. But I'll, I will be dropping my own music, which is really cool. I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I I was singing in in bands and writing music. Uh, you know, back when I was 18, 19, 20, and then I uh, wrote a bunch of songs for like commercials and stuff, where I sang on them and wrote songs, and and I never really put out any records mm. for distribution. You know, as an artist. Um, I mean, even back when I was making records that really didn't even exist. Like you kind of just like upload to Spotify, you know, Hey, get on distro kid and go to go distribute your record. Like, no, we had to get like record deals and shit. Right. Um, so I'm going to be dropping some music this year, which will be really cool under Bradley, which will be fun. Um, you know, that I'm producing, writing, singing on, mixing, mastering, like doing it all, you know, I'm trying to get on one of those tracks, man. Put yeah, some man. island flavor. It's gonna, on. it's gonna be fun, man. I'm actually really excited to drop this stuff because it's like stuff that, uh, that just like I feel like making. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's instead awesome. of it being like, yeah, I'm an artist and I'm 100 percent an artist. Like, nah, I'm just gonna make shit I like making. I'm gonna put it out there, let people just enjoy it, um, and then also probably just capitalize the shit out of it. You know, sink it and all that stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, I gotta make business happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, lots coming on. Uh, I got a lot of stuff coming out for, um, you know, Radium. Um, just trying to help a lot more independent artists this year. That's really my goal. It's to uh, connect with more people, build the mailing list, you know, help more people grow their music businesses because, you know, making multiple six figures a year off music, like I really want to get more people in the circle, I guess, is the best way to put it, right? Like, I don't want to chase labels. I've never done that. I won't, I won't do that. I just build my own business, be a complete entrepreneur, be completely independent and just try to build more people up around me that can do the same. So I can, uh, you know, have a little team and have, uh, you know, hopefully like a label kind of idea, maybe become a publisher in the future. So a lot of stuff on the horizon. It's a lot of work, but, um, you know, just keep pushing, man. But, uh, that's it. That's all I got to say. So shut up. No more questions. <laughs> hey, man, it looks nice out there in Miami, man. You got the nice sunset behind you. It's amazing it's out here, man. I love it. You drinking white wine? I'm on some vodka club right now, you know. Oh, damn. Look, he's going hard, dude. I know. Like, I'm like in, in, uh, in, in this whole, like, you know, get inside and stay inside thing. Huh. I'm like taking down these, like, big-ass bottles of whiskey in, like, a week or so. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm an alcoholic now, man. You guys, you guys got to take a just, trip down here. You get here bored, when, man. You guys got to take a trip down here when everything is open again. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'd love to. That'd be so much Can't fun. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. Absolutely. Miami's a great spot for music, too, man. It's just so, uh, 
there's so many different styles down there. It's just so yeah. much more open than Los Angeles is, you know? Yeah. Like Los yeah. Angeles is like very niche and there's all these little groups of producers yeah, groups. making yeah. records and, and like Miami's just like, yeah, it's a party. You can yeah. find, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's great. So awesome. thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, coming through, guys. Appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's episode 87. That's a wrap. Yeah, yeah.